listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in to episode number 166. It was a fun atmosphere at NWA 312 last Friday night. Where last week's Windy City Slam podcast guest EC3 won the NWA National Heavyweight Championship from the Mysterious Scion. While Chicago's own and friend of the show, Mr. Kate and Maddie Renkowski retained their NWA Women's Tag Team Championships. Big happenings at Freelance Underground in Joliet this past Saturday night. Where Chico Suave is your new Freelance Underground Independent Champion. We'll explain how it happened and hear exclusive comments from Chico. And we welcome for the first time a pair of guests, two Chicago area veteran wrestlers, longtime adversaries, friends, and allies, Mason Conrad and Joey Marks, the heroes of our time. You'll get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast. And unfortunately for Storm Grayson, who's one of our spokesmen for the podcast, he lost that freelance underground independent champion, so we had to edit his little promo just a little bit. But we're going to get into that and how Chico Suave ended up with that freelance underground independent title in just a little bit. Nationally, let's look at WWE for just a second. We didn't talk about it last week with all the WrestleMania news, but WWE has been sold to Endeavor. Now, this is the same company that owns UFC, and I think it's really going to be a great thing for WWE. Obviously, Endeavor has had a lot of success with UFC, with their fights and their pay-per-views and their clearances and stuff like that. And WWE is a globally known brand, and I think together they're going to do some great things. And also, this past Monday night, last week on Monday, April the 3rd, Monday Night Raw was mostly in control of the evil Mr. McMahon. And when I say the evil Mr. McMahon, I'm not talking about the character. I'm talking about Vince McMahon taking over the show, doing rewrites before and leading up to the show, and then just messing around with everything that Triple H has done the last seven to eight months. And Thankfully, it looks like this was a one-time deal because SmackDown was so much better with Triple H kind of back on that. And I'm hearing Monday Night Raw, which will have passed by the time this airs, will be Vince-less as well. So hopefully it was just a one-time thing and Vince can go back to 
the old folks home or wherever he belongs and let the human beings take care of WWE Raw and SmackDown from here on out. All right, this past Friday night, we had the NWA 312 at Studio One in Highland Park. Great show. I was able to catch most of it. On the pre-show, we had Natalia Markova defeat Labrava Escobar. And then for the United States Tag Team Championships, the country gentlemen retained the titles over Jack Stain and Blake Bulletproof Troop. And we had this really strange hair versus mask strap match. And Sal the Pal defeats Gags the Gimp. Uh, this sounds so indie-rific. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, but it, it, was just, it was just really, really strange. And then we had a tag team match. We had Trevor Murdoch and Mike Knox defeat the team of Daisy Kill, who a lot of people from the Chicago area may have known at one point as Nacho Clown, and Talos. Switching out of the main card, for the National Heavyweight Championship in the opening match, we had last week's Windy City Slam podcast guest, EC3, defeat Scion by submission to win the title. If you want to check out that EC3 episode, it's available now in the archives, wherever you get your podcasts, or at WindyCitySlam.com. And then for the NWA World Women's Tag Team Championships, Missa Kate and Maddie Renkowski retained the titles, defeating Pretty Empowered of Ella Envy and Roxy. And then this was a cool moment. Kratos defeats Yabo the Clown. And Yabo the Clown, a local competitor for a long time, getting his shot at an NWA pay-per-view. Really cool deal. I actually talked to his brother, Ruffo slash Ruff Crossing, at Freelance Underground the other night, and he couldn't be happier that Yabo was getting a great opportunity like this. And look for more things to come for the clowns and the Brothers of Instruction. And then we had the Bob Luce Memorial Battle Royal to determine the number one contender to the National Heavyweight Championship. And Thrillbilly Silas Mason won the match. He last eliminated Odinson. And this Battle Royal also included Chicago area fixtures such as Jay Bradley, Cody James, Mario Pardua, Chico Suave, and Matt Vine. For the NWA Women's Television Tournament Final, we had Kenzie Page defeating Max the Impaler to become the first ever NWA Women's TV Champ. And for the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship, Kerry Morton, the son of the legendary Ricky Morton, defeats Oaklawn's Joe Alonzo. And in a crazy, physical match, Bully Ray defeats NWA's World TV Champion Tom Latimer via a disqualification. It wasn't even a title match anyway, but Bully Ray gets the win via DQ. And then for your NWA World Tag Team Championships, La Rebellion defeats Magnum Muscle. For the NWA World Women's Championship, Camille continues her dominance by defeating La Rosa Negra. And for your NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Tyrus retains the title over Chris Adonis. You can check out EC3 on last week's Windy City Slam podcast, Jay Bradley from two weeks ago, and Missa Kate on our YouTube channel talking all about NWA and NWA 312, some great content from NWA superstars, and a special thanks to Mark Kruskal, who does PR for the NWA. He really did a nice job of lining up EC3 for me, and he did a lot of other things for me in the past, so I appreciate all the help that Mark has given me. And coming up this Sunday, April the 16th, Impact Wrestling's turn on pay-per-view with Rebellion in Toronto. On pay-per-view and on fight, your main event will be Kushida versus Steve Macklin to crown a new Impact Wrestling World Champion. 
taking the place of Josh Alexander, who had to relinquish the title due to injury. All right, let's take a look at last weekend locally. And the big show in town was Freelance Undergrounds Into the Fire at Cantini VFW in Joliet last Saturday night, April the 8th. I had to watch this on IWTV Live because sometimes life gets in the way and you just got to take care of business first. But I was not in attendance for the actual show. But hustled down afterwards since it's only a few blocks away from the studio. Caught some great comments after the show. We'll get to that in just a minute. Opening the show at the Philly Marino Experience, defeating Caribbean Arrogance after a double-team flapjack. And for the Wrestling for a Cure Cruiserweight Championship, Sabotage Sean Logan retains by pinning El Torero. Big Al Alice Crowley pins Shaza McKenzie, who was a late substitute for Laney Luck. And then Iron Demon Shane Mercer with James Russo in his corner pins Mojo McQueen after the moonsault and battery. And that was an impressive feat of strength by the Iron Demon. And then in a triple threat match, and this was all sorts of amazing, Gunner Brave. Gunner Brave keeps up his momentum in Freelance Underground. He defeats Axel Rico and Acid Jazz. And for the Freelance Underground Tag Team Championship and the Wrestling for a Cure Tag Team Championship, we had Pick and Pop of Darius Luttrell and Coder Hernandez defeating the teams of the Bitcoin Boys and the Bang Bros to retain the Freelance Underground Tag Team titles and to win the Wrestling for a Cure titles. Now, Pick and Pop was originally supposed to defend the titles against PYT at this show, but things changed in recent weeks and that match was not even advertised. But the Bang Bros still showed up they wanted to get involved in the match with Pick and Pop and the Bitcoin Boys. And to entice Pick and Pop, they went ahead and put the Wrestling for a Cure Tag Team Championships on the line. So it became a triple threat. And congratulations to Pick and Pop for winning yet another Tag Team Championship. And also pushing their freelance underground Tag Team Championship reign to almost eight months. And then in the semi-main event, former WWE and NXT superstar Simon Gotch pins the veteran rough crossing and this was an amazing match hard hitting you name it two kind of bigger guys going at it and gotch wins the match with the gut style pod driver i got to talk a little bit with simon gotch after the show after i hustled down there and he gave me a good five minutes of his time and he was pretty awesome great to talk to a couple of great stories about him looking like eddie guerrero him looking like pedro pascal Wish I could get him on a podcast someday. Maybe we will. Fingers crossed. And then for the Freelance Underground Independent Championship, Wes Barkley, yes, Maserati Wes, pulls off the victory over Storm Grayson, who held that title for over 500 days. And your new Freelance Underground Independent Champion, for the time being, was Wes Barkley. Barkley won the title. He cheated. He did a low blow. He hit Grayson with padded knuckles, gets the three count, and then a familiar tune rings out. Chico Suave, everybody's friend, comes out to cash in his check for the championship, pinning Wes Barkley after a Chico slam to win the championship. So very excited for Chico Suave, and as soon as that match ended, and I had it on my computer, I got out of my chair, threw on some shoes and a jacket, went down to Cantini VFW, which is just a few blocks away from the studio. 
and I had to talk to Chico Suave to get his immediate reaction on this championship victory. With no further ado, let's hear the exclusive audio from Chico Suave following the show this past Saturday night. Mike Pankow Windy City Slam Podcast and WindyCitySlam.com here at the Cantini VFW in Joliet. I just watched this man on IWTV win the Freelance Underground Independent Championship. He cashed in the check for the championship against Wes Barkley, who defeated Storm Grayson by nefarious means. But now, your new Freelance Underground Independent Champion, Chico Suave. How does it feel? Thank you so much. It is awesome here now. Independent champion, freelance underground, independent champion, Chico Suave. This is the first title that I won here in Joliet. It's an honor and it's a privilege. I've been craving for this moment, this moment, for a long, long time now. And you know how long I've been doing this? For a long time. And for me to win my first championship here in Joliet, man, isn't it better than that? Over a decade in the business, right? Yes, sir. Over half, almost there, yeah. So awesome, man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I really hope everyone's surprised because like, it was last minute. You know, everybody thought that Wes beat me. Wes is a tough guy. One hell of an athlete. Really nice guy, good body. But tonight is my night. Wes Barkley recently beat both Ed Cardona and yes. Brian Myers in AIW a few months back. Yes. So how does it feel to get a win over a guy like that? You know what? It says that anything's possible, am I right? Like anything can happen on any given night, any given night, you know. As an example tonight is this, you never know, maybe one day I'll pop up where they're at and just say hi. Alright, Chico Suave, what is next for you? With well, I'm, well, I see, I'm going to Disneyland. I'm, going to Disney. I'm kidding. No, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm probably thinking of defending this championship anywhere with anyone in any type of match because that's what a real champion does. And I am a respectful and loving uh, champion. Chico Suave, thank you so much. And once again, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. You could just see the passion and an emotion. And you can hear that in Chico Suave's voice. And this is a guy, Cheeky Baby has come a long way in his decade plus career. He definitely deserves this championship. And this is a guy that was told by numerous people, oh, you'll just be a referee. You'll just be an enhancement guy. You'll be a jobber. You'll, you'll be this. You'll be that. You'll be the comedy wrestler. You'll put this guy over. You'll put that guy over. But Chico has worked so hard. He's done so many things behind the scenes, taking down the ring, setting up shows, breaking down shows. He's put in the time, and congratulations to Chico Suave. He's not only Project Monix's driver, he is now your freelance underground independent champion. Awesome stuff right there. All right, coming up this week, we've got a whole bunch of stuff in the Chicagoland area and in the region, starting this Wednesday night just north of the border. Wednesday, April 12th, AEW Dynamite is at the UWM Panther Arena. TBS broadcast begins at 7. Look out for some of our local talents, perhaps getting a shot either on TV or on dark. And then Thursday night, April the 13th, PWX has their power hour at North Point Arena in Streeter. Friday night, April the 14th, AAW Pro presents Ring of Fire at the Berwyn Eagles Club. 7.30 bell time for the main show. You can catch that on highspots.tv. There's also an alive taping at 6.45. The four announced matches so far include the grudge match between Mance Warner and Robert Ego Anthony. Then we have the AAW Tag Team Championship with frontman Jossie and Calvin Tankman defending against the beefy 
burly team of Russ Jones and Schaff. This is going to be awesome, and we might see new tag team champions here. And then, finally, Sierra gets another shot at the AAW Women's Championship. This time, she goes up against the champion, Masha Slamovich. And then, in a fans-bring-the-weapon match, Hartenbauer, with Johnny Bravo, takes on Levi Everett. Also Friday night, April the 14th, Freelance Wrestling presents Storm Grayson and the Legend of the Mexican Dragon at Logan Square Auditorium in Chicago, 8 o'clock bell time, live on IWTV.live. For the Freelance World Championship, we have Storm Grayson defending against Nick Wayne. Freelance Legacy Championship, Brian Keith defends against Ricky Marvin. For the Freelance Tag Team Titles and the Bang Bros, We'll be taking on Rohit, Raju, and Karam. And the Bang Bros at every freelance show the last several months. Main event caliber matches. Just putting on show after show after show. And I call it now the Bang Bros pop. Because anytime they come out at Logan Square Auditorium, the roof just blows off that place. And then in another tag team match, we have Bussy of Effie and Alley Catch taking on the soon-to-be newlyweds of GPA and Laney. Maybe this will be some sort of dual bachelor-bachelorette party for the first couple of Chicagoland wrestling. But Bussy will be a tough test for GPA and Laney. And then we have Iron Demon Shane Mercer with James Russo taking on the sort of incredible Iverson. Devon Monroe faces Coda Hernandez in singles action. And your traditional scramble match... We have Shaza McKenzie, Trevor Outlaw, Mojo McQueen, El Torero, Shane Black, and Brandon Gore. Saturday night, April the 15th, we have Rocket Pro Wrestling Spring Break, St. Joe's Park in Joliet. It's the penultimate show of the Rocket Pro Wrestling season, which concludes with Kicks on 66th on May the 6th. And yours truly will be at Kicks on 66th to cover that show. But let's get to Spring Break first. We have the Rocket Pro Tag Team Championships, Those Damn Coyotes, Damian DeShane, and Brooks Berna, challenging the fabulous idols of Rockstar Johnny Nye and Damian Gray. And then the No Coast Destruction Tour continues with Brian Crazer with Joey Blues at his side and Davison Sarai, taking on Travon Wolf with DC Shaw. And then a six-man scramble for the Rocket Pro Chicagoland Championship, Kevin Cade of the Fabulous Idols defends against Joey Dalton, Muggsy James, the incredible Shaq Jordan, Hot Rod Daddy Andy, and the amazing turtle Mike Brennan. Then we have Public Enemy number 1 Eric Dillinger facing the wild child Carter Hopkins. Flash Harris takes on former Rocket Pro champion Old Evil Christian Rose. And then there will be a contract signing for the May 6 match between Rion Skills and Maximus Orion. And this will be overseen by the esteemed general manager, Damian Saint. And you got a sneak preview of this at Freelance Underground this past weekend. But now for your Outer Limits Championship, the King of the North, Gunner Brave, defends the title in a one-on-one match with Axel Rico. That's going to kill it. And then we have a triple threat tag team match. Ruthless Rocker Rivera and Eric Schultz team up. To face Youth Gone Wild, that's Tommy Heisman and Matt Creed, with Ratchet Flywheel in their corner. And the third team in this match, the legendary 
the final level of Shogun Chris Logan and All Day Marche Rocket. And then they're stacking the deck against the Rocket to the Top briefcase holder Dreambreaker Aaron Stone. GM Damien Saint continues to stack the deck against Stone. It's a three-on-one handicap match. Dreambreaker Aaron Stone against three members of the undeniable The Ryan Matthews, Skylar Reed, and Devin August. And in your main event for the Rocket Pro Championship Triple Threat Match, the challengers, the Hawaiian hitman Koal Aksamana, the imposing mercenary Garrison Creed, and they take on the champion, Sexy Violence, Quinn Wittick. You catch Rocket Pro Wrestling at St. Joe's Park in Joliet. And also Saturday night, April the 15th, we're going to see Zawa 100 at Parties on Pulp in Nelson, Illinois. Backbreaker Wrestling presents Hammerlocked in Griffith, Indiana. And Premier Pro Wrestling will have the Armageddon Gauntlet in Woodstock. And Sunday, April the 16th, Lucha Libre Total returns to the Berwyn Eagles Club. And also Sunday, April the 16th, Golly Lucha Libre presents a show at Talia Hall in Chicago in the Pilsen neighborhood. And some of the announced matches for this show, we have Dreambreaker Aaron Stone and Iniestra taking on this week's Windy City Slam podcast guests, the heroes of our time, Mason Conrad and Joey Marks. In a trios match, we have Bandolero, Magico, and Eros taking on Sobrino, Funebre, and Slayer. And in mixed tag team action, we have Guerrera de Brazenas and Xavier Sky facing La Muneca, Leslie Michelle, and Hans Carden. Also appearing are Dr. Wagner, El Macias, and the legendary Ricky Marvin, and much more. All right, coming up in mere moments. Very excited to have the heroes of our time, Mason Conrad and Joey Marks, join the show. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Maven, former WWE superstar, season one, Tough Enough winner. Make sure you catch Windy City Slam podcast wherever podcasts are available. So Windy City Slam, check it out. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Brassop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week. So far, excited to welcome a pair of guests for the very first time. We have two Chicago area veteran wrestlers. Longtime adversaries, friends, and allies, Mason Conrad and Joey Marks, the heroes of our time. Guys, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Excellent. Joey, how about you? Oh, man, we're doing great, man. We just got <laughs> done with the gym, so we're feeling feeling pretty good right now. 
Awesome. So you guys have both been doing this for like the last 15 years and, and go back quite a ways, even if you've only really been a team for like the last year or so, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've been friends since 2003. Bad friends. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, this this past year, it, it's almost at the one-year marker of us starting as a team finally. Yeah. And this will be our 16th year, yeah, 16th year in wrestling. In wrestling. Involved with wrestling, at least. Yeah. When was the first time you guys actually did team up? Was that at Zello Pro a few years ago? No, the first time we actually teamed up, teamed up, would be, like, golly. Uh, would be golly. Yeah. Was golly. Where, okay. Um, no, no. It was, no. It was uh, the first time we actually like, teamed up, teamed up was freaking underground. Underground, yeah. yeah. No, no, underground. Again, no. That, that was against each other. No, underground was the first time we actually teamed. It was me and you. It was me and you versus Pick and Pop versus the Clowns. That was the first time we ever we had the unmatching. Oh team. yeah, if we officially team team. Officially team. Yeah, team, yeah. Team, yeah. Was that like we we've been involved in tag matches, like a six man tag. But it was the first time that we actually tag team tag team. Yeah, just me was and him. Introduced as heroes of our time was at no. Uh, even then, we were just introduced as Mason Cotter and Joey Marks. Marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So freelance yeah. on the first time we officially tagged, just me and him. Yep. We were evolved a few times in six man tags, but never just a tag team. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that aforementioned match, I was actually there covering that. That was a, that was a really hot match. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so you guys have wrestled against each other many times over these past 15 years. So do you think that has helped with your chemistry? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Look, me, me and like you said, me and him have been friends for 20 years. We've done it all together. We, we wrestled in high school together. We did the backyard thing together. And even back in those days – when we were doing our training days for the backyard shit. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Sorry. Um, but we were like, literally just a bunch of us getting together to do backyard stuff. And we we're like, all right, who wants to wrestle? And no one would want to wrestle. So me and him would be like, all right, let's do it. And we would we would wrestle. Just We were there to just wrestle. Yeah, have six, seven, eight matches. In a row. Back, back to back. No one else no wanted, wanted to do, anything. To do it. That was our way of training and getting better. And then we got trained, and then, yeah, we've been on the road against each other and all this stuff. So, yeah, I feel like that's helped with our chemistry a lot. Yeah, I think in total we've only actually, over the last almost 16 years, I think we've only had seven matches. Singles matches? One-on-one -on -one against each other. Probably about, yeah, about five or six. Yeah, uh, two were at Zello. Two were at No, what was, when was the first one at Zello? Like, I, know, I, know I know the one one. The injury, then the rematch. And then you were supposed to be a third one in Milwaukee. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. I, I only remember the one singles match, honestly. And then Underground. Yeah. The original Underground before it became Freeland. Yeah, Cla yeah. Clash Wrestling in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, yeah, we've only wrestled each other like five or six times. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you guys get trained when you legitimately got trained? When we legitimately got trained, it was uh, 2007. Yeah, we actually started with uh, with Mike Matthews. Uh, and then uh, Matt McCalling, the Zello Pro promoter, he actually uh, knew Tony Scarpone. He was uh, dating his cousin at the time. Okay. Talking to his cousin, and then Tony overheard that, and then Tony came to check it out, and Tony was just coming back from his ankle injury. So he stopped in, saw us, and then he took over for training, and then he brought in Bryce Benjamin, Robert Anthony, and then for a while it was him and Bryce and uh, Ego all trading us. 
And then <clears throat> at here here and there too, like Jerry Lynn would pop in, uh, Derek St. Holmes, AM Vision, uh, helped teach us some different things. And then for me, uh, it was 2009 when I went to Harley's. Yeah, you went to Harley's. Harley's? Oh, yeah, for, for a good two years, we were training pretty consistently with them. Nice. Cool. You guys recently completed a tour of Mexico for the first time. So what was it like to experience the culture and the atmosphere of Mexican wrestling? Awesome. <laughs> I had a blast. It was it was a really good time. It was it was it was nerve wracking going to a country you haven't been to before, and especially to not really speaking the language, so it's a little bit difficult. But thankfully, with technology, we were able to communicate here and there when we needed to. But the Mexican people were super hospitable, very nice, yes. open, welcomed us very easy. very easily. Yeah, it was funny because we're the American boys, and so when we go out to wrestle, they hated us and they freaking booed us. But then when like. They saw us outside or whatever. They all wanted to take pictures of us, and they were all very respectful. You guys wrestle really good, this, this, and that, like putting us over big. Yeah, so when you actually went down there to do the matches, um, the, the crowd atmosphere, like the air horns and the, the wuzelas and stuff like that, was that kind of what the atmosphere was like? Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. Yeah, they had air horns. They had the clanky, spinny they things. They had the clappers. Mm -hmm. they, uh, I think there was somebody there with a drum. Yep. Yeah. Like, it, it was... <laughs> It was insane. Yeah, and then our 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 our, our debut at IWRG, our, our first match there on on Thursday. Uh, af afterwards, I felt though we were very like not welcomed because again, to they don't know who we are. We come out there, and then as the match progressed, the fans started to think, "Oh, these guys actually are out here giving it the raw." And then they they saw through the performance of us against our opponents. And afterwards. I think they, they threw in well over 150, 200 pesos at us yeah. in appreciation for, for the performance, which was a very nice thing for, for our debut. So it's kind of cool to get a little bit of a tip for your uh, performance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice gesture as well because, again, to you, you don't know how they're going to react, how the match is going to go, different country, language barrier, and so that, that was a very nice, okay, we, we – we did good. Yeah. We did good. <laughs> we did good, Meg. <laughs> I did good. So Big John Crowley is a close friend as well, uh, in the OGs and Golly and otherwise. So, Mason, this is for you. What was it like to team with John as his storyline brother, Marcus Conrad? It was a good time. And, again, too, um, John, John goes back just as long as Joe does. We all met in 2003 because we all went to high school together. So we, we've known John for 20 years as well. And John actually became an honorary Conrad by accident. <laughs> we were actually on PCW, and my, my tag team partner at the time, Jason Conrad, went into the military. And he couldn't make it to the show because he was getting ready to deploy. And John happened to be there, and John was just floating around. So I gave him a pair of my trunks, and I'm like, hey, we're going to team tonight. Let's think of a name for you. I'm like, you're going to be an honorary Conrad. He's like, how about Marcus? And I'm like, all right. And then PCW management enjoyed it a lot. And me and him clicked pretty easily. Because, again, so we, at that time, we knew each other for 10, 12 years. And then we brought it over to Golly, where, at the time, James Russo was helping Carlos Robles do the booking for Golly. And he liked John being Marcus Conrad. So then he's like, all right, Mason and Marcus. And we ran with it. And it, it was a real good time, like, 
we clicked very easily. We had very similar styles of wrestling and mentality. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And that, that was a good, what, three three years, I think, me and him teamed? Three or four. Yeah, uh, three or four. That's a pretty cool story, how he just got into it. <laughs> Joey, question for you. You took some time off around the pandemic. Was that by choice or was there an injury or something involved? No, no, I took time off because uh, I, I have a family or had mm-hmm. a family. I got married. I have kids. Unfortunately, my marriage is now over. But yeah, I I have two. I have two kids. I have a little girl. I have a little boy. My my daughter's five. My son is three. And honestly, like I I thought I was done with wrestling. So when I was gone, I would I would only like do shows like Mappa Calling, the promoter of Zell. He's once again. He's one of the dudes we went to high school with since '03. So like, if he needed me for a show, I would go do a show, and then six months later, I would do another show for like James because James is uh, was a good friend of mine. Like, but for me, like it was pretty much wrestling was done. Like I I lost not lost the dream, but like I had new dreams. Like I I became a family man, and I loved my children, and I thought I was done, and then and then. One thing led to another. One thing led to another, and now I'm going through this divorce. And honestly, once again, like wrestling on top of my children, wrestling and him saved my life. Like, honestly. Mm-hmm. So you had a match with uh, Jesus Bryce, I think, right around when you stopped, and then you you were gone for a while. I think maybe you had one match with Zello, and then you came back kind of in full force a little bit over a year ago. You did a match for Zello on a pre-show, and then you you came back for Freelance Underground as well. So. Uh, you feel like you finally got the rhythm back after the time off? Dude, I, I, this isn't this isn't to like toot my own horn or anything like that, but I would always get complimented. Like I was always I, like I was said, I I'd do a match and then I'd go for six months, and then I would do another match and I would go for three months. But every time I come back or anytime I everyone always tells me, like, dude, it looks like you haven't never stopped. It looks like you just it, it, I don't know. I was very gifted and and thankfully and him too. I feel like nat- wrestling came very natural to us. So uh, yeah, like I I do feel like yeah, I had some ring rust, but I felt like I adapted quickly to coming back full force. So now let's turn to Golly a little bit. Almost a year ago, you guys came together when Joey actually turned on El Torero and Manny Cortez to join Mason, John, and Bryce in the OG. So how did that come down, and what's it like now being part of the OGs? Uh, honestly, I, 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 I love it because throughout my career, career, <laughs> I've, I've been baby the most of it. So to actually, I've only, before now, I was only, I've only been healed like seven or eight times. So to be able to do that consistently and actually have fun, it, it, it's it's making wrestling more fun for me because I never got to do it. So it's this whole new thing of uh, ooh, a new toy. So when we when we came up with that, like yo, I'm I'm joining you guys, like I'm turning heel. No, no one saw it coming because I'm never heel. Like so, it's been a lot of fun for me, and it's been a new it's been a new learning thing for me too. Also because like. His his knowledge of healness and my knowledge of healness are on completely different levels. So it's like this is another thing with this business is like you're always learning, you're always adapting, you're always doing something to improve. So for both of you guys, is it easy to be easier to be babyface or is it easier to be a heel? 
It's easier to be a heel. <laughs> easier to be way heel. easier to be a heel. <laughs> it's way easier to get people to hate you than it is to get people to like you. Mason, how about you? Same. Yeah, it, it's much easier to be a heel. And when I when I first started and I was told I was gonna be a heel, so many people didn't think I'd be able to be a heel. Just because I'm I'm naturally just a very easy, relaxed, nice person. So then when I go out there and then even people to today's day, like coworkers, other friends who haven't seen me wrestle and they finally see me wrestle, they're just like, you're a completely different person. <laughs> I love which, it. Which to me is a great compliment because I'm, do, I'm doing the, the, the role, the job. And to people that actually know him and they see it and they'll to tell him that. So recently, you guys have gotten to more places like Pow Entertainment and SSW. And I think you guys might even have a match coming up in Raging Pro Wrestling in Green Bay, right? Yes, sir. What's so like getting out to, to more promotions? It's 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 nice because like when when I when I got injured and he was taking his hiatus, like we were working pretty consistent Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. So to be able to now get back out there go to places we haven't been to yet and make our debuts it's it's nice it's 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 a good feeling because it, it makes us feel like all right cool we still got gas in the tank we can still go and places are recognizing that which to us is a good thing because it gets us out gets us uh more more eyes on us different people to work to help hone our skills uh it's 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 been a good ride so far and you guys have a show coming up for Gale on Sunday, April the 16th at Talia Hall in Chicago. It'll be you guys and John Crowley and plus legendary Mexican stars like Dr. Wagner and El Macias. So what's it like working for Gale Lucha Libre? Gale's always been home. Gale will always be home. And that's where we started. And no matter what has gone on in our lives, it's always been there. And that's why we do what we do for Golly. And that's why we are who we are in Golly, because we love it so much. So we try to get rid of all the garbage. That's why we're the OGs. <laughs> no, but Golly's always been home. And that's why, like, like, yeah. Yeah, Carlos has always given us a place to work, place to train. Carlos is who helped uh, get us to Mexico, like. Yeah, so, like, working for Golly has been an experience, especially over the last almost 16 years now. Being able to do American wrestling, Lucha Libre wrestling, and also doing a hybrid of both American and Lucha. So it, it's definitely been an experience and, and helped helped us just helped grow and develop. Mm -hmm. Like in, in a sense, like we 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 consider Golly home to the fact to where if we want to try something new or something like say say I wanted to do a new gimmick, I would try it at Golly because I'm well known. And if I can if I can make the gimmick work there at home then I can make it work other places. Like, so it's kind of like, a, it's our it's our home court. Like, we, we test out new things and we try new things. And if we can make it work at home, then we can make it work anywhere. Well, Mason, you played a big role over the years in Zello Pro. And now that Zello was on a hiatus, but you guys put on some amazing shows over the years. Great talent and a really good focus on women's wrestling as well. So what was it like to work with Zello? It was it was an honor. Like when when Matt approached me about the possibility of starting a company and then giving that a try, like I was very open to it because I was just coming off my knee injury. I wasn't too sure if I was actually going to come back and do wrestling. So to get my hands wet in that aspect of the business was 
was something I was interested in, wanted to see. And with what little experience that I have had going from company to company, getting a chance to do certain things with WWE, I was always watching, seeing how certain people did things, how how they would react to certain things, the more behind the scene things. So to be able to actually implement that and give it a shot. And me and Matt both had very similar goals, what we wanted to try and do and accomplish. Now, it was it was an experience, and I, and, and I do hope hope once the hiatus is done, we, we get back rolling again because th- those were a lot of fun. Yeah, Joey, well, how about your experience with Zello? I know you've had a few matches there from time to time as well. Uh, Zello was always fun, and and once again, it was it was one of those things. Like it was it was unfortunately it was during the time where I was. It was literally just like, hey. We we need a, we need someone to come in and do okay. Can you do this month or this this and this? And I'd be like, all right, let me check with the wife and see if I can pull it off. And I I hope that it comes back just because now I could give it your all, my all. Honestly, like I could like yeah. yeah. Matt like he's Matt's been one of our good friends for twenty years, and if like that's the only reason that I would be like yeah, it's for you guys. Yeah, I'll do it. Like. But now to be able to come back and give it what I've been given everything else, it would be nice. Yeah. Also, Mason, you seem to have a liking for Star Wars based on some things you did with your character in Zelda a few years back. So uh, take me back to your journey with Star Wars and what you've liked over the years. One of my oldest memories is actually is of Return of the Jedi. I, I think I was three when I first saw it, and I just remember the glowing laser swords. And I remember I was like five or six, and I asked my dad, I'm like, what was the one movie with the green and the red and the clashing? And he told me it was Star Wars. And I've, ever since that point, I was just hooked. I would I would watch the VHSs consistently. Uh, thankfully, the prequels came out when I was uh, nine, ten years old, so I got to see all those in theater. I actually skipped school to go see episode three when that came out, <laughs> our, so- our sophomore year of high school. Uh, and then reading the graphic novels, the comics, the expanded universe, books, just uh, dove deep into it. And then ever since the acquisition with LucasArts and Disney and them expanding more on it, just all the additional content has been nice. And I, and I feel more, more eyes are on it now. It's not the lame thing or the nerdy thing to watch. Nerds are taking over the world. <laughs> Nerds are taking over the world. Yeah, I remember growing up and being like, oh, you like Star Wars? And now you, you meet somebody like, oh, you like Star Wars? Like Let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> they're more into it now, which, which is nice. <laughs> You're kind of like my wife. She really got into the expanding universe with the books and the graphic novels and the video games and everything and every little thing that the Clone Wars cartoon and, and all of it. You know, you guys are, you guys are a lot of like in that respect. <laughs> big, yeah, nerds. big nerds. <laughs> yep. And I'm a big fan too, but I, I didn't quite get as deep as she did with the books, but yeah, I've watched pretty much every like movie and TV show and, and cartoon series too. So I love it as well. Yes. All right, guys, before we let you go, go ahead and, let us know what your social media is, if there's merchandise available, and upcoming events. Okay. Well, our social medias are Instagram, at JoeyMarks89, at MasonConrad89, TikTok, JMarks underscore zero four. Merch, we are working on getting merch. <laughs> we have been talking about it, and we are, 
We are very close to getting merch. Yeah, we, we need have, it. We got a few, need it. few designs in mind, both for the OGs and Gali and Heroes of Our Time. So stuff should be coming soon. Uh, as for events, yeah, we've got uh, Gali Lucha Libre uh, April 16th. We've got Rage and Pro Wrestling uh, April 29th. We've got POW Entertainment May 6th. And then uh, probably some R- golly here and there. Yeah, R- RCW the 27th RCW, of May. May 27th. Yeah. Yes, book us. <laughs> Did he say RCW? That's Racine Championship Wrestling, right? Yep. Championship Wrestling, yeah. All right, guys. Mason and Joey, thank you for coming on. Really a lot of fun talking today. Hey, thanks for having us, man. It was fun. Yeah, pleasure. F- finally able to do this. We know we've been talking about it for some time. Yep. All right, check out Heroes of Our Time wherever they hit your local promotion. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great interview with the heroes of our time. Mason and Joy are really cool guys. I've known them for a few years now and longtime friends. And they go back in the day with guys like Matt McCalling, John Crowley, a lot of great, cool people there. And I really hope that Zello Pro will reemerge at some point. They're one of the best promotions in the Chicagoland area in terms of the talent that they got and also focusing on women's wrestling. So maybe one day we'll see Zello Pro back again, but you can see Mason Conrad. You can see Joey Marks at places like Freelance Underground, Power Entertainment, Golly Lucha Libre, and so much more. They're getting out there, and they're really fun to watch. All right, next week, we're going to recap shows such as AAW, Freelance, and Rocket Pro. We're going to preview Chicago-style wrestling. Plus, we welcome, for the first time, an emerging star on the scene. You've seen him in local places such as Second Wrestling and Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackson Stampede Larkin. And you can catch Larkin and everything else right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. So long, everybody.